Margie, I'm really looking forward to our discussion today where we're going to be talking about rethinking legal entity management. The thing I like about this discussion is I think we're going to dive deeper into some of the complexities that you have to think through that are beyond legal or beyond tax when we're having this discussion. That's right, Julie. This is one of those topics where it's really easy to talk about it, but the devil's in the details. Sometimes it's hard to actually get it done. So I'm looking forward to our conversation today. Let's talk tax. You're listening to Tap Into Tax, PwC's podcast series covering current regulatory, legislative, and technology hot topics through the lens of our technical leaders, as well as process and technology subject matter specialists. This podcast features discussions with some of our leading minds around tax, trade, and domestic policy. Stay tuned to our regular updates and subscribe to our series to get notified as new episodes are published. Hello, listeners. This is Julie Allen. I am PwC's National Tax Services Market Leader and Tax M&A National Practice Leader. And today I'm joined by Margie Dundashaw, PwC's U.S. Tax Reporting and Strategy Leader. And I'm also joined by two of our partners. Chris Yetten, who is our operations leader of the Insourced Solutions for Tax Practice, and Chris Conjuritas, who is our deals vertical leader within tax reporting and strategy. And we are here to discuss legal entity management on why it should be on the tax functions agenda right now and how it can yield a win-win for both tax and the broader business. So for this podcast, to make sure that our audience knows which Chris we're speaking to, because we have both of them, we will refer to both of you by your last names, by Yetin and Contaritas. And both of you see a wide range of issues that our clients are facing across all sectors relating to the operations of the tax function. So we're really grateful to have you here to give your perspective today. So Yetin and Contaritas, welcome to Tap Into Tax. Uh, thanks for having us, Julian Margie. Okay, so let's level set. And before we get into the specifics about why legal entity management should be on the tax function agenda, please tell us from a broader perspective what you are seeing with your clients right now. And Contaritas, can you start us off? Sure. Thanks, Julie. I can start by sharing with you that tax functions have more than their fair share of competing demands right now, including a heavy focus on C-suite priorities. Many C-suites are continuing to focus on revenue recovery and liquidity given the current economic environment. They're asking functions such as tax to reduce costs and generate cash if possible. Others may be getting ready for M&A transactions or internal restructurings. We even see some clients analyzing potential supply chain changes. So, Contaritas, I want to focus on your point regarding M&A, as I agree, we are seeing an increase in M&A transactions and internal restructurings. In fact, over the past 10-year economic growth cycle, we have seen significant shifts in the types of transactions being done, and there's a steady increase in transformational deals that were realized through 2016, but that is now being replaced by an increase in tuck-ins to round out companies' existing portfolios and address the need to stay ahead of rapidly advancing technology. Absorption deals and IPOs are also on the rise, so we are seeing a lot of uptick in M&A activity. Yet, I'm interested in hearing what trends you're seeing with your clients. 
Yeah, I'm seeing similar trends with my clients, Julie. I've got a couple of clients that are going through transactions or have announced transactions recently. But in addition, we're really seeing an acceleration of technology upgrades and transformations so that businesses can continue to do things on a more efficient basis. Many companies are focused on faster close cycles when it comes to their financial statement reporting and their year-end analysis. But we're also seeing a broader trend for centralized problem-solving. C-suites are really looking to solve data and other efficiency problems across functional lines and stakeholder groups within the enterprise. And this is in line with results from PwC's Executive Pulse Survey in October of this year, in which we found that roughly 50% of executives are investing in overall data quality to improve transparency within their organizations. Yet, and thank you for those perspectives. Very insightful. And so based on that, let's cut to the chase because listeners may be asking, well, why now? Why is legal entity management with all that's going on? Why is that currently on the agenda of leading tax functions? And why should tax be thinking about or revisiting this issue? It's a great question. And while I think it's been something that should be foundational from a function perspective, right now there's really a perfect storm of reasons why this is just the case. Let's start with our current state and what we're seeing with clients right now with respect to their legal entity framework. And we can break this down into two interrelated aspects. You have the data and process element of legal entity management, as well as an overarching operational aspect that Chris Connerides will talk about in a minute. But regarding the data and process, there are some fundamental challenges that we're seeing. Most companies that I talk to are wasting a significant amount of time and resources on disparate processes surrounding their legal entity data. Now, this includes not only tax, but finance, legal, treasury, HR, etc. The organization likely has multiple versions of core legal entity data some more up-to-date than others. And unfortunately, with disparate processes and systems, there's a high likelihood that that data is inconsistent. In many organizations, there are questions about who owns that data, at what intervals is it updated. When legal entity information actually changes, it takes a lot of time to process the changes. Many different functions need that data to sign off, and processes can be disparate and disjointed, and there are typically many manual steps. Where the data should sit, so that all stakeholders can have access to it is also a really common problem. And then when a legal entity is formed or dissolved, what governance measures are in place? Maybe it's legal that kicks off the process, but then how is it communicated to the other stakeholders in the enterprise? Are all of the related processes efficient enough that they're sustainable in a virtual working environment like we have today? Is there an inconsistency? Is the documentation robust enough to know what happened and when? Bottom line is that tax staff, typically a downstream consumer of this stuff, and other functions are spending too much time tracking this core data, and many times tax functions are finding out late that these changes are there and they're not part of the planning or execution processes. We're also seeing a lot of operational challenges with businesses. Currently, many companies may have legal entity structures that are just not fit for purpose. And various entities are not fully utilized, and the structure does not efficiently support the operating model of the business, including regulatory requirements, business unit reporting, financial reporting, cash management, payroll, as well as HR parameters. As we mentioned earlier, many C-suites are focused on revenue recovery, cost reduction, supply chain changes, internal restructurings, or even external M&A transactions. And their legal entity structures may not be primed to support these objectives. With regard to the tax function, tax may need to provide data-driven insights relating to the C-suite's proposed business changes. And to do so, tax is going to need accurate, up-to-date data. And yet, as you just mentioned, without this, 
it's more difficult for tax to model the tax implications of such changes and provide the C-suite with the real-time data-driven insights for informed decision-making. The tax may be able to respond, but it may not be within the time period that's desired by management, particularly given the current economic environment and the speed of change that we're seeing. But bottom line, legal entity data components are the building blocks for many C-suite and tax priorities right now. And it's hard to execute strategy quickly if your legal entity picture is not accurate. The companies are looking for agility given the uncertain economic environment and the inability to quickly pivot can yield competitive disadvantages and also create financial risk. Tax risk is a critical C-suite issue right now. According to the CEO Executive Pulse Survey, 56% of business leaders say tax is the top policy issue ahead of COVID-related stimulus and also ahead of U.S.-China trade relations. So modeling is a critical area for tax to focus on to help manage risk. And as we've discussed, it requires a lot of inputs. It would be really frustrating, and many tax departments have been frustrated. They go through the analysis of all the complex technical tax issues of performing some type of M&A transaction or some type of internal restructuring, and they find out at the end they have the wrong conclusion because the underlying core data relating to the entities at issue was misstated. So yet in Contreras, you also mentioned how many C-suites are focused on liquidity and cost reduction. We're seeing tax functions along with the rest of their organizations, they're going to be focusing on cost management and effectively doing more with less. So how could focusing on legal entity management now not only help with the data and the strategic challenges that you both mentioned, but thinking also about this is another lever to pull when we're talking about cost containment? Thanks, Margie. Many clients are asking about cost savings ideas more so than ever. We see many areas that tax functions should focus on, including strategies such as implementing a shared service organization, centers of excellence, a well-designed managed services or co-sourcing for specific compliance areas. But tax could overlook a fundamental premise. What we found is that the biggest variable for tax functions cost compliance is the number of legal entities, in addition to the number of countries for which it must manage tax compliance and the location of the tax function itself. So an effective cost-saving strategy for a business is to eliminate entities that are not being used. This provides immediate savings in terms of downstream compliance by avoiding like tax administrative costs for annual tax savings. No resources are needed to review processes or to follow controls and governance procedures and the like. So in addition, costs for business licenses and other business-related administrative costs like payroll, legal maintenance costs, bank accounts, and the list goes on and on, those also get eliminated, especially for entities that are either redundant or dormant. So the focus should not simply be on unused entities. Businesses will benefit by simplifying their structure and reducing the number of entities to better support their business goals. So when tax can join with the business to perform a legal entity rationalization study, not only can tax benefit from the savings on downstream compliance costs, but the rest of the business can save costs as well. The broader business also can enjoy a more agile legal structure that can serve as a strong foundation for whatever the C-suite envisions, whether it's, for example, a liquidity issue or for just a growth strategy. 
And Conneritas, I know we've talked about this several times before, that it all sounds so simple. Of course, you should rationalize your legal entity structure and remove unnecessary or dormant entities. It reduce costs. It simplifies your data. It simplifies planning. Why doesn't everyone just do this? And I know we've had the conversation that, to be fair, it does take some work and it does take coordination between the accounting department and the legal department and the tax department and the businesses all need to be involved. And some of those departments might have different points of view on prioritization and responsibility and funding to make this happen. So I think a common thread that we found is executive sponsorship is key to bring these types of exercises to life. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, we also spoke briefly about how there can be a significant amount of time and resources wasted with non-automated disparate processes relating to this legal entity data, which Connor Reed has just said was the foundational building blocks. So to address this challenge that we've seen across a lot of organizations is PwC has developed a new tool called Master Data Management, or MDM, that can significantly reduce the time spent on tracking legal entity data across all the internal stakeholder groups within a business. And this can result in both direct and indirect cost savings. This type of centralized tech-enabled solution can serve the broad enterprise and can be customized to fit the various needs of all of the stakeholders. The result of this is really one single source of truth for all of the teams within the business that also incorporates a well-defined governance structure, which is key. So when entities are added or changes are made, it's contemporaneously documented in the system and shared pursuant to a sustainable process that is repeatable across the enterprise, really effectively bringing together all the stakeholder processes all into one consistent process. This platform can be connected with other enterprise systems for downstream compliance matters, such as ERP systems or other tax compliance or provision software. It can also be connected to other tools such as tax modeling tools for performing scenario planning and other such needs. The people hours eliminated from this type of solution can be significant for the tax function and other HQ functions. Tax staff become more connected with other stakeholder teams, and rather than focus on those more manual updating data tasks, they can really focus on the more value-added tasks such as analyzing tax models or looking at scenario planning. This master data concept is a really critical trend that we see in the marketplace trying to drive efficiency with respect to tax processes, but also helping to manage overall risk across the enterprise. Automated solutions like MDM coupled with strong governance processes around the data really help drive the right control environment along with an efficient process. Yet, and you mentioned earlier that C-suites are looking to solve data and other efficiency problems across functional lines, and the approach you just presented directly aligns with this trend. So we're seeing many examples where tax and legal and accounting can all leverage the same technology so that there's one source of the truth. Because I know that's a frequent frustration is that you pull three different reports and you get three different answers. So having one source of the truth which can promote consistent data, consistent sources, avoid duplication of efforts, and harmonize with how the ERP is set up. And then overall, we're seeing a significant push for more synergy between corporate functions with tax-sensitized ERP systems, as well as enterprise-wide collaboration platforms, so that all departments are using the same base-level data and tools. So we have covered a lot of ground here, and we've talked about what the C-suite is focusing on, the acceleration of technology, the importance of good data and a strong process, and then balancing those priorities that different departments might be looking at and wrapping that all into efficient tools. So with all of that, Conjuritas and Yetin, what I would like to do is come back to both of you and just say, 
What do you recommend to tax functions that are ready to add legal entity management to the tax function agenda? And specifically, what I'd like us to focus on is what practical tips do you have and how do you suggest that these tax functions get started? Great question, Julian. I'll take it first. I'd say first, let's focus on the burdens in the tax function and how those burdens connect to the other stakeholder groups within your enterprise. So examples of this, how much time is spent on data tracking and reconciliation of disparate processes to create an accurate org chart? Have there been challenges getting data from other functions? Then you should reach out and collaborate with those other stakeholder functions within the enterprise, particularly legal and controllership. What burdens are they facing as it relates to legal entity information and tracking that data? After that fact-finding mission, there could be a clear opportunity for the tax function to be viewed as the really progressive group for recommending a solution that would be a win-win for the various stakeholder functions, which could really help drive the tax function's perception as an agile, technology-savvy problem solver. I completely agree with that. Yeah, and now is a really good time to think about entity management and its impact to risk because it's like right after compliance season. Tax staff still have fresh memories about all their pain points, such as too much time spending on manual tax reconciliations. Leading tax functions are continually reviewing and improving legal entity management systems, raising concerns, collaborating with broader business on how to best support the execution of their business strategy. They're asking the tough questions about whether to keep those legal entities or structures that are not fit for purpose, uh, resulting in cost savings and risk reduction across the entire business, not just for tax, but for functions within finance, HR, accounting, legal, uh, so on and so forth. So to a certain extent, tax becomes like an ambassador for the legal entity structure due to its vested interest in the downstream compliance costs and related risk concerns. When there's an appetite to review the legal entity structure as a whole, we advocate having a multi-dimensional team from multiple functions across the enterprise. I've been amazed at the amount of issues that arise, including a lot of opportunities as it relates to non-tax issues when that approach is taken from a strategic standpoint. We've also had a great deal of success with what we call the whiteboarding approach as a starting point for these types of projects, where the organization starts with a blank sheet of paper in order to design an optimal future legal entity structure without being encumbered by the current state. Think of it as a hypothetical asset purchase. This is typically the most strategic approach with an end product that is vetted and designed with functionality, buy-in, and ready for implementation. I think that's a great overview on the practical tips and very compactly and concisely said about the things that need to be considered. So from a practical perspective, tax functions and organizations should understand that there could be non-tax complications that arise that could put a damper on dissolving legal entities. For example, we've seen situations where local country requirements relating to nominal owners could slow down the process, as well as unexpected financing-related consequences, such as where dissolution triggers various debt covenants. And so, as this team has noted, the bottom line is that a coordinated, cross-functional, and proactive approach is a really critical element for success in this area. 
I want to thank both of you for sharing all of your great insight on this topic. And more to come as we watch the economy and tax policy decisions unfold, all of which will have an impact on our clients' tax operations going forward. So thank you to Chris Yetton and Chris Condoritas and Margie for your time today. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us. We look forward to speaking with you soon. This podcast is brought to you by PwC All Rights Reserved. PwC refers to the U.S. member firm or one of its subsidiaries or affiliates and may sometimes refer to the PwC network. Each member firm is a separate legal entity. Please see www.pwc.com structure for further details. This podcast is for general information purposes only and should not be used as a substitute for consultation with professional advisors.